0: Everybody and welcome to The Makers of Minnesota. I'm Stephanie Hansen and this is the program where we talk to cool people doing cool things in the state of Minnesota. And today it is a little bit different universe. We have uh, all been quarantined as it were in our homes or we are sheltering in place or we are socially distancing within six feet of each other. And as such, I'm trying some new technology, so I appreciate if you bear with me. But I have a guest on the line with me today that is Rachel Banken, and she is the founder of a company that I think I ran into first at the Farmer's Market Expo last year, and the company so. is called Well-Rooted Teas. Hi, Rachel. Welcome to the program.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me on.
0: Yes. So this is kind of an experiment of how this audio will work and how it is to podcast looking at someone and... All of our internet connections, I think, are a little challenged with everybody trying to work from home. But um, thanks for being on the program, I appreciate it. Absolutely, I'm really happy to be here. Um, Will you give everyone just a primer, as it were,
1: about what Well-Rooted Teas is and what it does? Well-Rooted Teas, um, they're herbal teas and they're crafted with local ingredients. Over 90% of what I use comes from within 100 miles of the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. And I have about a dozen sustainable and organic farmers that I source from. And then I also forage some of the ingredients myself, too. So it's an herbal tea. Um, I have about 12 different blends, and it really celebrates Minnesota.
0: So how did you start this, or think, gee... This is something that I'm sure you've been doing it for yourself in terms of the foraging piece, but wow, this is something that I can package and actually manufacture and sell.
1: Yeah, Um, this is not my first career. Um, I stepped out of the work, the paid workforce, when I had kids, Mm -hmm. and I was home with them for many years. And when it was time for me to step back in the world of a paid workforce, I spent about two years trying, uh, getting the resume, the coffee meetings, all that sort of stuff. And uh, nothing was working out. I My background is in public health. Okay. I'm working at the county level. So um, nothing was working out. And after a lot of frustration from different angles, I literally had a huge piece of paper up on my wall and I was writing on all the pieces I wanted in what my next phase of work was going to be. And I came down to uh, just a few different kind of core concepts that I really wanted. So Well-Rooted Tease is me bringing together those several core concepts. And what are those core concepts? Um, So I wanted flexibility um, around my kids' schedule. I have always been wanting to do a lot of reflection and know how fast life moves. And I really wanted to be there and be with them and Be able to stay home when they were sick and be able to make them dinner and be present with them. So, I wanted flexibility. I wanted a position that um, I felt meaningful and felt purposeful to me. And as part of that, I really wanted something that improved people's health and improved the health of our planet. So, I knew one of those essential core pieces. And I was doing pie in the sky when I was writing everything down because a part of that taking care of the earth, I want to be something tied with. Farming and sustainable farming, I'm, I'm from Iowa, come from a long line of Iowa farmers. Um, my parents weren't farmers, they moved off the farm, but my grandparents had farms. But so I wanted to have a piece of that in, um, and I didn't want a job where I was sitting on my ass all the time, right. and I uh, wanted to be out in movement, and I ideally wanted something where I was out in nature part of the time, so I had okay. to lay there.
0: Yeah, we did have a delay. Okay, so start from you wanted um, something where you could be out in nature.
1: Okay, so I also wanted something where I could be out in nature. And when I pulled all those things together, I've always made tea my entire life. And nature has always been my joy and my solace and my place I go and foraging has always been part of my life. And I've always um, been a big gardener and had a passion for herbs and the healing power of herbs. So it's just, it's pulling all those things together. um, And this was kind of a messy birth process, but here it is. When I first had
0: the tea at um, the farmer's market uh, expo, I guess it was, Mm -hmm. it was so different than any other teas I had had. And I wasn't like, I didn't understand why. I wasn't sure if it was flavor or herbs or complexity. Why do you, I mean, the cup is fantastic. When you get that cup of tea, it feels so fresh and it does feel forage and it feels alive in a way that sort of dried, dusty tea doesn't.
1: (laughs) Right. I mean, usually when you're drinking tea out of those little tea bags, you are drinking tea dust. It's just, if you ever open it up, it is like a pile of dust in there. So if you look at my teas, it is the real herbs that are dried and I really believe in the the healing power of nature, and when you eat something that's grown by somebody that really cares about the land and that really tends it way and tends their plants in a really respectful, nurturing way, I feel like you can taste that in your teas. And when I go out and the ingredients that I forage for my teas, I have such a I feel like a symbiotic relationship with the land. And when I do that foraging in such a respectful approach. Um, I feel like it's nature giving and I feel like you can taste that in these teas. So because of where it comes from, um, I feel like it does really taste different and because it's so local and doesn't sit in any warehouses. I mean, my supply chain is either, I go out into the woods and gather pine. That's my supply chain. Or I call my farmer Tony and say, I need about 10 pounds of Tulsi. Can you meet me at the coffee shop? So it doesn't go through many hands. It's a, it's a really direct, and then directly to the person who drinks it. So I feel like, I don't know, the pieces of nature and the pieces of love from all the farmers and the love I put into the tea, I feel like you can taste that. And also that it's grown in that, I mean, it's organic, it's never sprayed, it doesn't have any chemicals on it, and it's growing from land that has a healthier soil microbiome than most of our food chain does.
0: Who's carrying it right now?
1: Um, It's in a couple different arenas right now. There are a handful of coffee shops and restaurants that carry it. That would be Seed Cafe and Kieran's Kitchen, or yeah, Kieran's Kitchen, um, Copland's Coffee, Wiseacre, Sift. Those are the restaurants. And then the stores carrying it, uh, France 44 and Grand Hand Gallery, Seward makes Jewelweed, Tear Market, Tao Herbary, and then there's a couple wellness centers. Um, Moto Yoga carries it, so does Sunu Wellness Center and Healing Elements. So, okay. and so, is that your phone that's making that dinging or mine? I think it's mine. So, <laughs> um, but if I shut the volume off, will it shut my. Recording oh, because you're
0: working on your phone. I see. So um, can you maybe turn off notifications?
1: Let me see if I can yeah. do that. No worries. Okay. That should be better?
0: Yeah, I think so. Do you know how to turn off your notifications? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, we should... so yeah, we'll see how. <laughs> I'll have to edit this because, you know, there's been weird little sounds. And so we'll just, I'm going to record this with you. I'll probably make it shorter than I normally would just so that if we have to do it over again, we've maximized our time. Um, But I appreciate this effort and who knows, maybe it'll totally work, you never know. Um, Okay, so when you talk about going out into the woods and foraging, how did you learn like what kind of herbs you could use?
1: Um, Well, both my grandparents had farms. So we, growing up, plant culture was just a part of my family's life. And I grew up, my family grew up camping. That's what we did for our vacations. So just being outside of nature and being raised by people who, we even have to eat maybe twice a year. So by people who cooked and had their fingers in the dirt and new plants. So it was just sort of a, a part of my knowing always. And it was always something I'm interested in too. So I have a, a gazillion books on plants and herbs. And so I've Um, I've always read I don't have formal training. It's just something that's always been a part of my life.
0: Rachel, you're an interesting person to be the first person that I talk to as we're entering this new sphere of coronavirus because you're foraging and you're working with farmers to get all of your product. So you're likely to have access to product for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. Yeah. So your product is... um, bomb proof, I guess, as it were. Right.
1: Yeah. Um it's I've been thinking obviously everyone has so much lately about what's going on, but there's so you know, now all the I think almost all except for maybe one still open of the restaurants same in have had to close down and yeah. the, you know, yoga centers, the wellness centers i mean they've closed down too. Um the shops are closing. So it's just, you know, so my demand has greatly dropped as everyone has in the past, you know, week. Um and I'm just thinking too long-term about the farmers. Farming is such, especially when you're organic farming and sustainable farming, um, the margins are so slim. And I just hate, you know, forecasting out thinking, okay, the demand for, the, for their food is going to so decrease and it so affects their livelihood. I mean, there's just, you know, in every direction this web spreads so far. Um, but it also definitely does affect our, our local farmers when all the local restaurants are having to close.
0: Yeah, and I think the local farmers markets could potentially be impacted were in such early days, it's hard to know.
1: Yeah, although I will tell you, it's, so um, I sell at the Mill City Farmers Market, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to have a regular market tomorrow. And the heroes who run that market pull together in a couple days an online ordering system. So there's about a dozen of us vendors who set it up so people could online order, but they're going to do a curbside, like, drive-by pickup Saturday morning. And Minnesota is so incredible at supporting local food systems and local growers that they had to shut it down early because it sold out. Wow. Yeah. Everyone is. So it's great to see, like, how many people are coming up with creative ideas. Okay, how do we get through this as a community? How do we support each other? and? Yeah. So that's been pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. And I do think that that's the light that's going to shine through. We, mm-hmm. I am hearing so much ingenuity happening. I've been fielding calls from people that are just like reaching out to me from Instagram and saying, Hey, you have this platform. Can you help me get the word out? Or do you know, like someone called me and wanted to know if I knew how they could shrink wrap, get a shrink wrap machine so they could prepackage their stuff. And I was like, yes, as a matter of fact, I do know someone that, so it's kind of crazy how we rely on our resources and make new resources, this interconnectivity while it's clunky, you know, as we're sitting on this zoom call, trying to figure out how to make this technology work, (laughs) the interconnectivity of people, people want to help people want to do good and they want to help their farmers, their restaurants, their community stay in business and stay vibrant.
1: Yeah, I'll agree too. On Instagram, it's amazing the amount of people you see promoting. Okay, you can do takeout from this restaurant and this restaurant delivers and you know, you can still order online from this store. And it's just the or the resources are here. Volunteer, you know, this food shelf is looking for people and Child Girls Catering has offered up their kitchen to yep. second harvest. I mean, it's amazing. You see people coming together that's like And a meaningful life, right? That's what we all really want at the end of the day. And this being able to to connect and support each other is so meaningful for all of us, despite the awful circumstances that have led us to this.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And there's unique opportunities that will come from this too, right? Because people will figure out different business models or for you, you know, you're packaging up your tea. Are you available in um, co-ops or grocery yet?
1: I'm not, I don't know that I, that I will be. Um, I'd like to get into more restaurants and more restaurants around town. there. We have such a strong restaurant community that focuses on local mm-hmm. and really sourcing from locals. So I think that'll be more of focus. Um, I think that my team might just get lost in the shelves of co-ops and grocery stores and the bigger places. It's also the way I'm making tea is really expensive with these very small, I mean, some of my farmers have two acres of land, you know, some of them are very small. So, and I want to pay them, you know, I don't want to nickel and dime these farmers. I want to pay them a respectable amount. That's part of why I've gotten into this is so I can promote the sustainable farming. So it's at a higher price point than a lot of the teas you will find in the store. So I just, I'm hesitant on thinking that that's the right fit. Who knows? Maybe it will end up being, but for now, I feel like there are other venues that are probably a better fit. And I've actually hardly done any um, cold calling marketing of my teas. One, because I have zero business background. So I'm totally making all this up as I go along. And um, almost every place I'm in, it's because they found me at a farmer's market or they've, you know, a friend bought the product and they tasted it. And so they've invited me into their space because the values of how I'm making this tea so closely and along with the values of how they run their store or how they run their restaurant. So um, I don't know right now I'm just kind of letting it flow organically in that sense. And it seems to be working. Well, the teas are fantastic. They
0: taste super great. Tom, tell me about your variety of tea that you have the different um, brands.
1: Mm -hmm. So I have um, four teas that I have year round And those are sort of based off four teas that I've made my whole life. Um, A a Calm, which is made with ingredients that really do have a calming effect on your nervous system. A Focus Tea, which is cognitive stimulation without the caffeine. My Up North, which is made with pine needles. So so I spend a lot of time forging enough needles for those. And my Be Well, which is a celebration of both the pollinators in Minnesota And Minnesota wildflowers. That one has I actually it's actually infused with honey, because I um take a local honey and I pour it on some of the dried red clover, which is one of the ingredients in my bee well, and then I dry it again for 48 hours, and then I chop it up and mix it in. So that one's got honey um in it. And then I also have seasonal blends. So each for each season of the year, I have a blend that really celebrates to me the taste of that season. So right now, just this week, I've released my spring blend. And that, the, that has a lot of cleansing herbs. So they really kind of help with the spring cleanse with people, people do a lot. But it's um, got rhubarb. And I infuse that rhubarb with the local maple syrup from Horner's Corner. So when I chop that rhubarb, I toss it with maple syrup before I dehydrate it. I have that and then lemony herbs. I have lemon thyme, lemon balm, lemon grass, and I have all those herbs blended together. So it's a nice bright springy uh, taste and the maple syrup kind of counters out a little bit that strong sour of the rhubarb. So that's my spring tea. Um, <clears throat> and then I also have a tea of the month, so which, I, which is really fun for me to do because I have lots of things I forage and lots of things again, small amounts from my farmers that I don't have a quantity to make it a seasonal tea or definitely sure. not a full-time tea, but I have enough to make some, and I really love sharing my teas. So I have small servings of bags that I send out to people once a month, members, and it's not teas that ever make it to market, but they're just fun teas. Like this month's tea is a roasted dandelion root, um which is great for your liver great at sort of a m- promoting healthy liver functioning and it also has local roasted hazelnuts which I've oh. chopped up and it makes the most amazing latte when you have those together and you soak it and add like adding a different milk to it because um, hazelnuts are a great regenerative um, tree that we're trying to promote that people are trying to promote more in Minnesota you know it used to be all around here but now it's kind of moved to the side but they're you know they're It's really high in vitamins and minerals, and it's really great for regenerating our soil. So so I also have teas the month. So the seasonal teas, my core teas, and then um, the tea of the month. All right. And
0: people can buy them at wellrootedteas.com. Can they buy online direct from you?
1: Yeah, they can buy online from me. Um, I'm at the Mill City Farmer's Market. Um, Who knows how farmer's markets are going to end up looking this summer, but at the farmer's market. And then if you go to my website too, you can see that list of stores and restaurants that sell my teas too.
0: And I will link all that up in the podcast. I just want to thank you for sharing your story. It's just kind of a weird space. So I really appreciate you being so open to trying new technology and talking about your product in a new way as we navigate this together. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Rachel.